Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right. All right, guys. Um, I also realized that I should have talked about this before I pressed record, but we'll do it anyways. Okay. Before. Hey, when you talk in the microphone, you just have to like have it really oddly close to your mouth. Oh, you do? Yes. Yeah. I was planning on holding it yeah. down like this. You, ha- you have to put it like right here. Okay. And then I have to remind myself like I can't be talking like this, but then all of a sudden like turn and talk over here. I know. I do that all the time. Without moving the microphone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We had to do some instructions. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome hey guys. to another episode of Between the Rams. <laughs> Broken Jenna. I'm right back. Oh, it's just the couch. It was just poking me weird. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of What's Behind My Back. <laughs> that sounds like a great show. Actually. <laughs> Welcome back hey to guys. another episode of What's, What's Behind, Behind My, my Back. back. <laughs> oh, God. What are some weird things you'd pull out from behind your back? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. A chicken? Like a pickle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like where I just have to guess what's behind your back yes. <laughs> with just no clues. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's food, you could almost like smell, right? right? That sounds like so much fun, right guys? An hour, <laughs> an hour of us guessing what's be, what the other one's holding behind their back. I feel like it would for sure just be a, a segment in a vlog. <laughs> right. Oh gosh. Right. Hey. Right. Hey guys, welcome back. We are, it's so funny. If you guys are watching the videos, we just keep. Moving from location to location. I know. We should just do it in like random seedy hotel rooms. We should. Yeah. We are in Southern Utah. We're at at my mom's house, my parents' house, my house. I don't have another house. So this is my house. My first time here. Yeah. Yeah. Finally made it to St. George, guys. And she finally made it. And there's a hunch that the only reason she finally came is because Colby was coming here before you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Colby texted me. And he just sent a picture of Brooke and him laying on the couch. And he's, well, I can't remember what you said. Little turd. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it so everybody knows that you're not so sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Gina texts yeah. me and she goes, you let Colby know that distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> grow fonder, I did. They're in competition to, um, for title of best friend. 
No, oh, he just said, just chilling watching TV with my BFF. <laughs> and I just said, hey, Colby, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I said, guess I'm going to have to teach you how to pet her, pet her, or her to sleep, LOL. Yeah, That's Gina not, pets me to sleep. Guys, it's not heavy petting. It's okay? not heavy. It's actually very light. It's very light. Just pet her head. Yeah, Gina usually she goes, ha already done. She's asleep. I'm moving into that BFF role <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Task complete. She's fast asleep. <laughs> so I booked a flight right after that. Just kidding. She did. I'd, I'd already booked. No, flight. I know. She was already coming. <laughs> no, but I lo- it's beautiful here. Yeah. And we haven't even driven like up towards the ranch where you Mm-mm. can be higher in elevation so you can really, really see, see the there. views and everything like that. Yeah, it's gorgeous here. Those of you that are watching, you notice that there's a guest here and those of you that are listening are now hearing there's a guest here. My friend Sunny Hutton is hanging out with us. We're just going to talk about fitness. She is, her and her husband, Jake Hutton, they are my partners with Naked Training. So we've been doing that kind of stuff forever. She's been, man, freak building businesses, running businesses, building and doing gyms in Salt Lake, um, programs. She's a boss. Well, I wouldn't go that far. She (laughs) is. But that's also like, she's not the person, same as like I would say for myself, like she's not going to be like, oh yes, I am. These are my achievements. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am Mrs. Iglesias. Yes. No, I'm not her. No, I'm not her. (laughs) But she is. She's, um, extremely intelligent. Well, I assume I, I, my take on you is that she's super intelligent with business. She is, she's like, I actually only got to the eighth grade. <laughs> Just kidding. I would also say, I would say that you're type a a little bit. Yes. Like, and like she's a go getter and gets shit done and builds. I mean, she's done so much for the naked program. Um, coaching she's done, you and Jake built, what was the name of your gym in Salt Lake? Uh, Rockwell CrossFit. Rockwell CrossFit. They built that gym. Um, yeah. Constantly doing so much in health and fitness, business type stuff. It's incredible and extremely motivating for me because I'm always trying to find a new business to get into. <laughs> and it's nice because uh, if it's something that we're all into, that's how we are in business together, actually. Yeah. And it's awesome because we get to spend time together and get work done, so... And now that I'm in Utah, we get to spend more time together. And now Great. Jean- Another person I have to compete with. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just kidding. She's like, she's never coming home. <laughs> um, I wanted to have, actually, I'm not going to talk. About, I'm, I'm done talking. Sunny. What's up? Just uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Where are you from? Originally from Pocatello, Idaho. That's where I met Jake, my husband, and we're partners with Brooke in the Naked program. And then, do you want me to kind of tell yeah. how I got yeah. here? Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. You okay. went to give the rundown. Yeah, give a little bit of your backstory. Okay. So I played soccer my whole life, and I played soccer at Idaho State University for um, a couple years, and then decided it wasn't really for me. It was a lot of head hitting and didn't seem worth it anymore. So I kind of fell out of fitness, um, and then Jake got me back into it, obviously. Um, Where'd you guys meet? Cedar, right? No, we were both from Pocatello. Okay, you knew you were there, and then you both went to Cedar? Yeah, so after we were dating, we Mm -hmm. went down there together. Um, So I've known Jake since I was like 16 years old. We didn't start dating until 
um, after he was done playing football in college because, as you can imagine, he's very serious about it and didn't want to have a girlfriend and, Mm -hmm. you know, had goals. Um, (laughs) Goals. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, after that, he got the opportunity to become a strength coach at Southern Utah University, and that That is what took us down there. And that's where we met Mike Cashew, and um, he kind of introduced Jake into CrossFit, and that started our whole um, transition into Salt Lake and running a CrossFit gym there. And then we decided we wanted to open our own, which is Rockwell CrossFit. Um, we did that for a couple of years. And then after um, we did that for a while and we're coaching a ton of classes, we decided maybe this isn't what we want to do for long term because it's a lot to have to coach classes all day and be motivating and all that. So um, in the meantime, we kind of hooked back up with uh, Steve. Jake mm-hmm. knew him from high school. And um, they started a programming company together and um, he wanted to open a gym and have a kind of a home base and somewhere where we could film content. So we looked for like eight months. Yeah, because you guys were looking in like Arizona. Yeah, yeah we went everywhere. And St. George was actually the very first, like where we are now. Um, the location for the gym was the very first building that they looked at. And then we spent like eight months in Arizona and Phoenix looking for spaces and I swear like 400 different locations and nothing was right and so that was kind of always in the back of our head was this St. George location and we had already lived in Cedar City which is like 40 minutes north and so we knew that St. George was a place that we would want to live and was awesome and so we were like let's just do it and so that was in um we're coming up on three years ago and so the gym has been open for three years in January and we're just going and it's a beautiful gym oh thank you it's so nice Thank you guys you. are so sweet to let us come work out today. Of course, it yeah. Was, yeah, it's, it's really nice. That means a lot. We spent a lot of time, like, rehabbing the place and You guys did tons the, of oh, work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of it because we were trying to save money. And so I was in there cleaning up and painting walls and moving stuff. And it was, it was a lot. So it's a, if you guys are ever in Southern Utah, <clears throat> St. George, Utah, you have to check out Fitness Culture Gym. That's what she's talking about. But it is, like, a great mix of functional fitness and conventional fitness uh, area and equipment. So I, I man, I wish more gyms, because I love functional gyms. I love CrossFit gyms. I wish more did have some machines yeah. and some conventional equipment, especially because on the Naked program, we offer conventional and functional based on where you train, because not every location is going to offer both. Mm-hmm. And we like doing machines. I like it. For the it. booty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colby and I did some machines today. We did. Got, got a pump. Yeah. Colby almost got stuck in one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure it out and it kept clicking down and then we couldn't figure out how lower to release and lower. it. <laughs> oh my gosh. He got out. He figured it out. I feel like that'd be the same feeling you'd get if you were trying to get out of like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> right. And like if you're, if you're like, thing like, clicking. Was a, like clicking, getting tighter yeah. and you couldn't get out. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Or the or moment where, like, like maybe where you change your mind oh, and it's yeah. not getting tight enough. And, and then you you're fly like, out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, Colby, what is it that you're in love with there? The turf. The turf. Oh, yeah. Colby could not stop talking about the turf. Even when we did our EMOM, he wanted to go back over by the turf. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a roll of turf yeah, for Christmas. Him, let's get him just like a square <laughs> of turf. He does. He loves the turf. <laughs> But yeah, so that's backstory or at least, you know, Cliff Notes version of how I know Sunny and what I, we actually were filming today at the gym and we were, we're 
working on getting all of the movement demos for the naked training app just updated. And I had talked to Gina and I was like, dude, let's have Sunny on the podcast. And there was something that's like very personal that I wanted to see if she would be willing to talk about and share her experience on so far and really just shed some light on it because you just don't hear about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't hear about it and uh, she's never opened up about it on like a public platform. So thank you for being willing to talk about it with us. And I'm sure a lot of people, either you, people that are watching or listening, you could potentially know somebody that's going through this or you yourself have gone through it or are going to go through it or it's in your future, but you don't know when you're going to do it. And I hope that this can give you some sort of information. And if anything, just I think knowing that you're not alone and that it's happening to one in every 400 women, Mm -hmm. that's a real, that's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to let you take it. All right. I'll probably butcher like what the real like names are. Yeah. So I will kind of go into obviously what it is and then tell kind of a background of my experience. So in 2016, January, I tested positive for the BRCA1 um, genetic mutation. And so BRCA, if you aren't familiar with what that is, it stands for breast cancer gene. Um, Every person, male and female, has a um, BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene, and they're actually cancer um, or tumor suppressor genes. And Mm -hmm. so the way that they work is to um, fix DNA that is broken or suppress tumor growth. And so in somebody that has a genetic mutation, it just doesn't work. So basically my body can't like fight off cancer. Um, And when I tested positive, my genetic counselor gave me different stats than I just looked them up today. So I was kind of up to date on what they're saying now. Um, She told me that I had an 85 to 90% chance of developing breast cancer at some point in my life. Now it's dropped down to 72%, which is still a lot. Right. Um, it's a scary thing. And with BRCA1, you are more likely to get the triple negative breast cancer, which is the really bad one. Mm-hmm. Very My hard to treat. Just, yeah, yeah. Just went through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not good. Um, right. And then the other side of it that I feel like isn't as spoken about is ovarian cancer. And that is a 44% chance um, lifetime risk. So basically, when I found that out in 2016, I went to a genetic, genetic counselor and I went alone because I was expecting it to be negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have brought Jake with me because I was a little emotional. Um, back then I was kind of a wreck because of it because I didn't know what was going to happen and it was scary. Since then it's been almost five years and I can talk a little bit more easily about it mm-hmm. and I've gone through a ton of stuff. So, um, But she basically told me that the only treatment plan is screening and then eventually a double mastectomy and a total hysterectomy. So she was like, once wow. you are done having kids, um, we recommend, well, sooner the better, get a double mastectomy. Like you can either do it prior to having kids or once you're done breastfeeding. Um, and then total hysterectomy, they're like, just as soon as you are done having kids because ovarian cancer is very invasive and it's hard to catch. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. Well, yeah, how scary. Yeah, it was a uh, What was made you want to get tested for that? Do you um, have it in your family? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So both of my aunts have had breast cancer and then um, two of my cousins got breast cancer. And so they were like, 
hey, you guys need to get tested. You should get checked. Your entire family is getting um, breast cancer. And so my dad went and got tested because is um, his two sisters and he was positive. And so he called and obviously he feels awful because he's like, this is my little girl and I don't mm-hmm. want to be the reason that she has health issues. And so I um, made an appointment and went and got the test done and I texted my family and said, yeah, it's, it's positive. And so the next step was to schedule an MRI immediately and um, a pelvic ultrasound, which those are very invasive if you've yeah, ever had I've, one. I've done I that. Haven't. They're not great. You haven't? Yeah. I have. It's not great. They basically have to stick the ultrasound, ultrasound wand up. up and they're like, hoo-hoo. yeah, and then they move it around. Right, gotta and, look over here. Oh, yeah. geez. And they want you to have a full bladder um, for at least mine. And mm-hmm. which is great because you're like, I'm going to pee on you. Like, this yeah. Is well, yeah. I'm gonna pee on- Don't push it up there any yeah. further. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then um, they also have me do a blood test once a year. Um, and so on my very first MRI, they found a lump. And I was like, Are you oh kidding God. me? Like, I just, all right. Just like it's all time. this information yeah. at one time. Mm-hmm. And so I went in for an ultrasound first and then a biopsy. And it came back benign, which is great. Mm-hmm. I have a little marker um, in my left breast that. Um, designates when I get an MRI again. They've already tested that one, and it's fine. Um, and then since then, I've had um, biannual MRIs until I was 30, and then they switch and do a mammogram MRI mm-hmm. on um, every so other I, one. Yes, every, every other. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. for. Um, and then I have to get a cancer test to see if I have a marker that's high um, and elevated. It's CA125 is what it's called. Um, and then the pelvic ultrasound. And so it's just... Very costly because insurance only covers so much, and yeah, so that's kind of my uh, story with it. Wow, so far, yeah. And have you? I know that. I mean, I know, <clears throat> but have you decided, or how? Really, how was it for you to decide? Was it easy for you to decide that you were going to do a double mastectomy? Um, yeah, it's just kind of a matter of when, um, and I've been going back and forth with that for since I found out because. Um, I was 27 at the time. I'm going to be 32 next week, actually. Um, I'm married and we don't have any kids. And so um, it's a hard decision to make to change your body. And once you make that decision, you can't go back from it, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody who struggles with decisions like that already. Like I got eyelash extensions and I was like, why did I do that? That was a bad move. And so (laughs) I don't want to make a decision that you can't come back from. That's a big decision. Yeah. Right. So, um, I know that I will do it for sure, unless something changes before I do it and they have new advancements. But um, just based on all of the care providers that I've worked with, it's not really like, well, we recommend it. They're like, no, like you need to do this for sure. So um, I'm kind of leaning towards doing it sooner rather than later, like probably within the next six months, which is very scary to put like a time frame on it. Absolutely. Um, But um, Jake, my husband, you know him very well. He's the sweetest. Um, I wanted to tell you guys, some people might think this is really weird, but I thought it was like the cutest thing ever. Um, when I first found out about it, uh, I didn't know what was going on. And so I started looking up images and double mastectomy and that was traumatizing for me because Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to be me. Um, I'm going to lose all my femininity and Mm -hmm. change um, my body. And so I was freaking out to Jake one day because I saw all these flat chested women. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do implants or not after. And I was like, I'm going to be a freak show that has, doesn't have nipples. And Jake said, 
well, I will remove my nipples in solidarity with you. Oh. And I was like, well, you can't do that because then everybody will know I don't have nipples when you take your shirt off. <laughs> You'll have to explain why you have no nipples. But he would, he would do it. He would. He would definitely do it. I brought oh. it up to him and he was like, I don't remember saying that, but I would do it. I was like, of course. <laughs> so he's been very supportive um, and it's always been whatever you want to do. He supports mm-hmm. it. He's like, I don't care if we have kids and you aren't able to breastfeed. I would rather you be around and alive and healthy. So, yeah, um, that's. Well, now don't they, they have, um, they can do like a, a tattoo. Yeah, tattoo. They like can. pretty oh. real looking tattoos, right? Yeah. So I actually last summer went to a breast surgeon for the first time um, and I hadn't done that before. Mm-hmm. I found somebody that I really liked up in the Salt Lake area Um and she was like, I recommend just doing a nipple sparing surgery, which means they leave the skin and the nipple intact. Sometimes it doesn't work and it won't reattach uh-huh. to, you know, everything and you'll lose it anyways. But right. she said that the risk of developing a cancer in the skin isn't super high and you can tell um, superficially if somebody has it. So I would just have to go in for my yearly check and have them, you know, check for any spots or rashes or anything weird on the skin. Okay. So that made me feel a lot better that that's a very viable option for me. I didn't realize yeah. I could do that. Yeah. And so basically I would just be losing my, my natural breast tissue and they would be putting an implant in and I'd probably have to go under the muscle so it looked a little more natural. You right. Know? They'd right. look like mine. Yeah. And because, that's, because I have little to no yeah. breast tissue. <laughs> like I really don't. Right. Like I, I actually can't go bigger with implants because- I, it would just, it would just, I don't have a lot of like, I don't have a lot of breast tissue. Like me and Gina have the same size of implants, but I'm like, I wish I could just get fatter right here. I'm just fatter. (laughs) I just want to get fatter right here. I'm not as lean as her. Everybody can say that about Brooke. I want to get, I want (laughs) to, Hey, you'd be surprised. (laughs) I had someone, I was reading the YouTube video and someone goes, is she leaner? And I, I wrote on it and I go, I fluctuate, especially around my menstrual cycle. Oh, <laughs> it was a guy that were just It was a guy. It was a guy. And I said, sorry, TMI, but that's how I roll. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> it's like, that's what happens, dudes. I gain and lose weight yeah, monthly. Like we it's, it's, yeah. it's called bloat. That's, there's a lot of emotional trauma there, but I've grown, I've grown, I'm, I'm over it now. Well, yeah. I'm used to I it. I need to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Um, my cousin, when she had her, she had one breast removed. This was years ago. And they, they, I don't think they were doing a lot of the tattooing. And they took a... So they did the surgery, and then later they created a nipple out of her groin skin. Scrotum. How do you say it? Just came to my mind. Scrotum? Out of someone's scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cadaver scrotum? Yeah. (laughs) Out of her groin skin? (laughs) They took skin from, yeah, her, 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 uh, no, (laughs) that's a fat upper pussy area. Oh, just no, it's like right here. Oh, her hip? Oh, yeah. We were calling it. It's not the hip. It's not I don't know where it's where your uh, it's your it's your groin, inner, like your inner groin, inner leg connection. Connects. Anyway, they took some skin from there. They made her a nipple, and I'm not kidding. She had, I don't know. I mean, this, she she said this. I don't know if this is possible. Yeah, but she swears that she has a pubic hair that grows out of her nipple. Dude, probably. I mean, I mean, I, I was, I was thinking maybe the hair follicle will yeah, die. Yeah. But she goes, I swear to God, I have, a, I have a pubic hair growing out of my nipple. Dude, so she <laughs> just like one. <laughs> yeah, she used to crack up about it. She just pluck it. <laughs> yeah, she goes, it's not like a normal nipple hair. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but yeah, interesting. That's so, so that's so great to hear that <clears throat> they can. I mean, at least they can attempt like without just. And like getting rid of them, they can at least do the surgery mm-hmm. in a way to save it. Yeah, and then attempt to see how it goes. Keep so it. they just have to wait and see if uh, if the blood flow mm-hmm. keeps going yeah. to it. Yeah, make sure no necrosis happens. Right, it's a really gross word, but I, I know. Um, yeah. you actually were one of my like people that made me feel okay about having to potentially get implants because I originally was like, I'm just gonna go f- like flat they say going flat that's the term mm-hmm. um because i didn't want to lose my ability to be active and i've never really cared about having larger breasts and it wasn't like a i didn't want fake boobs and so mm-hmm. well you have great boobs i mean no they're tiny and yeah there's padding in there but that's <laughs> that's those are good but boobs for like natural bad. boobs for someone who's never you're not like huge boobs and you are super active and fit it's a great size boot. Yeah. yeah. But so you being able to do everything that you do with implants um, made me feel okay about it and mm-hmm. that I could live a more normal life because I was going to just go flat and that, you know, would make me feel, I don't know, a little like more different obviously than I was before. Right. Um, and I know your boobs don't define you obviously, but it's scary to have to think about losing that and changing your body in any way is scary. So mm-hmm. So I was always like, if Brooke can do that and compete in CrossFit, I can do anything. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm nowhere near absolutely. her level. So yeah. And whatever you decide would be the right, you know, whatever's mm-hmm. good for you. Yeah. But I think that there's this, this thing attached to implants. We've done podcasts about it before and we're not telling people, oh, you should totally get a boob job. Yeah. You know, but I think that there's a certain amount of, I don't, I don't know if it's shame, but 
if you get a boob job, it's for this specific reason. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets them for different reasons. You know, for me, I, it wasn't that I wanted to be bigger. It's that my boobs were ugly. <laughs> She'd had breastfed babies. And I had breastfed babies yeah, and all she, this. And, and I didn't mind. I'd always had small boobs, mm-hmm. really small. And it wasn't until they were small and really ugly that I was just <laughs> I was like thinking, saggy. And they were just saggy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And one was ex- like extremely bigger than the other. That's when I had mine done. Like almost a full size bigger than the other <clears throat> after always, they had shrunk down after nursing. So I've always had small boobs. My sisters called me mosquito bite when I was little. Yeah. Tiny ones. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I needed a bra. No, no, not mosquito bite. Be, yeah. Mosquito yeah. bite. Yeah. I had super small boobs. I have two sisters. Robin, oldest, her boobs were so big. She, her and my mom had reductions. Uh, my mom since then has had her boobs done. Mm-hmm. Look great. Fought through hell to get Oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I, like, we always joked because me and Lacey never had boobs. And we all, like, Robin swam in high school. Lacey was a swimmer. We were all super active. But I never really had boobs. I did my very first, like, fitness competition. And I just had, like, lost weight. And I lost my boobs all the way. And then when they finally started to grow back, it was like a significant difference mm-hmm. in size. Yeah, it happened. Significant. And so I got them done. And then I fairly recently, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. got them redone. Yeah. Um, went to a better doctor than the one that I went to before and had them redone. And it was crazy. Just It was crazy too because things that he like looked at and how he was going to do things. And even once he went in there to put the implant in, like recognizing basically where the other doctor screwed up or really more like the corners that were cut. It's not not that he screwed up. It was like cutting corners. I would, I could have been in a position for all the years that I had them done, liked them more. Right. Than than I did. And it really is, um, my sternum. I remember my swelling went down and I went into the, went in for a checkup the first time. And it bothered me because my one one boob looked like it almost like like sat like it was like a little bit flatter on the inside, it like sat lower than my other one. And I went in, and he said, "That's because your sternum, and the only way to fix that is we'd have to break your sternum and like rebuild it, basically." And, no. if you, and, it, and like and if you feel my sternum, it is almost a little bit thicker on one side than it is the other. Mine's higher on one side than the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when I had it redone, he went in. And he even noticed like the cavity where they cut under the muscle. Um, wasn't cut as much the envelope they call it the envelope the, um, the, envelope, the envelope wasn't uh the way that it should have been he was a lot more um, particular about how do we like what's the shape of the implant for you for your body um all about that which I had a much better experience so I'm happy that you found a doctor that you really liked yeah for sure that's kind of what I wanted when I was thinking about what I could talk about um to share is find a good care provider. And I've been so lucky. Um, my first doctor that I found, um, in Salt Lake when we still lived up there, when I first, um, tested positive was an ovarian cancer researcher. And she, um, I called the office cause like I saw her credentials and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And they were like, Oh, she doesn't actually, um, treat anybody under the age of 50. Um, cause she deals with people that have already been diagnosed with cancer. And I, like begged them. I was like, please, like, I don't have anybody else that I can go to. And I need people to start, um, calling in like MRIs and all this for me. And so she, um, they agreed to it and I went in there and she was amazing. Like 
so knowledgeable about everything. And I think that's been kind of paramount to me getting through this and feeling okay about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found a gal locally down here who I'm convinced that somebody in her family that she's close to or her, like her herself have one of the BRCA mutations because she knows so much about it. And I'm like, usually doctors are a little more generalized. Yes, they know stuff, but she knows everything. And she calls my um, MRIs in and my blood tests in well before I have to call and ask. She's like, oh yeah, they're already called in for you. I knew what was coming up. Um, So I think that's been the biggest help for me is finding a good care provider. Yeah, that is great. I, do you have, because your mom... Ha, I went through chemo and everything for breast she cancer, but she, did, but she didn't have the gene. And so she did really not know. test positive for the gene, but she has had triple negative. And I remember going to the doctor the first visit when they were explaining after she had, she, she sprung on us at Mother's Day, two Mother's Days ago. We had this really nice lunch and then she just let all of us know that she had cancer. <laughs> and all of a sudden my sisters are like, what? So she, they found a lump and it was, uh, cancerous and so I remember going to the first visit my sisters and I would you know switch off going with her and I remember them saying okay well the kind of cancer that you have is a triple negative and I thought awesome right (laughs) triple negative yeah that that sounds great well it's it's bad Mm -hmm. because I guess there's three contributing factors that uh, um and correct me if I'm wrong you probably know more about this than I do but it's they can either be estrogen progesterone or it's called HER2 and if they're none of those things, then they have no idea why you have it. So they don't, they can't treat it in a way where obviously if it's estrogen, you know, they, like they don't lower, know where to attack it from. They, well, and they don't, there's not outside things that you can do. Yeah, like estrogen um, blockers. Estrogen blockers, like yeah, all these things to, to help. And so she ended up having to, they didn't want to take the, lump out right away they wanted to give have her go through chemo so she did the chemo and of course lost her hair and chemo does so many things to you that you don't even you think about the hair and you think about nausea but I mean she was getting blisters she was her fingernails and her toenails were black and they almost looked fungal and she was her skin everything it's just it's just poisoning your system basically and so she did the chemo, then she had had to wait because then your body is weak. Then they had to do the surgery. Then they wanted to do the chemo first because they wanted to have this option of giving her a chemo pill after. And so, and then she had radiation after she had the tumor taken out. And then she's been on this chemo pill from this last March or February until she just finished in September. And she's cancer-free, but she's still just, and it was, bless her heart, she lost all of her hair, her eyelashes, her eyebrows, and from the ke- the first chemo, and then they all started growing back, and then and she did the chemo hair. pill, and it all started going again. And she was like, what? So now it's, she's feeling much better. Um, but yeah, you just don't know because of this triple negative, it's, it's not... It's not the good kind to have. And she opted to not, they didn't really give her the option of doing a, a double mastectomy. I would think at that point I'd be like, take them, mm-hmm. just take them. I, I can't deal with the headache of that. Not the headache, but the stress and yeah. the anxiety yeah. of, you know, what you're having to go through mm-hmm. going every biannually mm-hmm. getting tested and then waiting for those results. And that would be just, 
you know, really devastating. So, but, so she opted not to, but we'll have to wait and see. She's doing great right now. Cancer really fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. My mom has to do annual scans for her brain tumor. Oh yeah. Which was benign, but it was massive. And, um, she had brain surgery. They cut that out and it was benign, which is really great. But yeah. they, she knew it was in now annually for scans. Mm-hmm. And then my sister had to have, um, cancer cut out of her. It was this really slow growing cancer. I don't even remember how she, they even found it. Um, that grows up your, uh, like your spinal cord. Um, oh, geez. Luckily it was really slow. It's really slow growing. Mm-hmm. So they went in, they did surgery, cut it all out. It was a complete, it was a successful surgery. And so now she does annual scans. Um, my dad doesn't have any cancer, but he does have, <laughs> I just started thinking like, should I talk about this? <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't listen to this. Uh, just like prostate cancer is really scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like for him, he doesn't have that. And my guess, it makes me feel better because every time he has to go in for like, you know, you go and get your, your markers checked, mm-hmm. right? Um, he has to go in and do that too, to like make sure levels. Um, so he had had cancer? No, my grandpa never what did, it? but he has like well, an en- enlarged prostate. Oh, okay. But like almost like a, it runs in the family mm-hmm. for that to be the case. But like my grandpa did too, but he never developed cancer. It was never anything like that. But they, that's why they also check for levels to like make sure things are where they're supposed to be. But every time my dad is like going into the doctor, I'm like, <sighs> like so stressed. And I've had to have him really explain to me what that all means to help me understand that like uh, in his case, it is normal the way things are um, at his age and everything like that. And that just because that's, what they're like, they're paying attention to. It doesn't mean that that's what he's going to have or like right. what he, you know, he has. And then my mom, um, she had to do a hysterectomy really did it really early on. My grandma's twin. She Wait, had hysterectomy for what though? Um, I think that she was having a lot of like ovarian cysts and also genetically we produce a lot of estrogen. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't take birth control that has hormones in it. That's why I have the IUD, mm-hmm. the copper wire. Um, my my grandma's sister, so my great aunt, she got breast cancer, and I think that she had the double mastectomy. And Have hers any of was, them ever been tested for the gene? No, and it's not enough people in like the family for like the doctors to like want to, um, I guess, like reach out and be like, you guys should all get tested because it's on both like random from both sides. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think anyone has had it on my dad's side, just my mom's side, and then from having like my hormones checked. And my mom works with a bioidentical, she works with a hormone, hormone doctor. So does my sister. Um, so do I, I know, and this is my mom's case too. I naturally produce a lot of estrogen and I actually don't produce a lot of progesterone. So I had to get off birth control because I'm just putting more estrogen into my body. Mm-hmm. And that's the things that come from that is ovarian cancer, breast cancer, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that was when I was in college, when I stopped taking, um, birth control because it was like the, this conversation. Cause I hadn't even, I didn't really know about getting tested for like a gene. I just knew in my family, it ran to have like high estrogen. And then at a certain point, you're just putting more and more into your body, which could be through birth control or it could even be through like food mm-hmm. you know like things like that that are going to increase those levels too like that is something that is a risk and I had to really think consider like a 
may have potentially getting pregnant or potentially having cancer. So, right. And it wasn't, I haven't had an IUD for that many years. I just didn't take birth control for a really long time. Yeah. I know it's not anything to joke about, but me and you have really dark sense of humors. Uh, yes. So sometimes I always think like, man, what kind of cancer am I going to get? <laughs> I'm laughing. It's <laughs> horrible. It is horrible, but. No, we're not laughing because yes, I know. I've, I've Just, always, like, every single time I have a headache, anytime I have anything, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I have a brain tumor. Definitely don't go I on think I, yeah. MD. Yeah. Or if For I get. Real. Definitely no, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Or I think I've had a stroke. Well, One do you time remember? I thought I had a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Everything okay? It was just, just drugs, guys. <laughs> I was on a lot of drugs. So no, many. So many drugs. Now, Gina's just a worst case scenario girl. And also she is, she's a worrier. I am a worrier. She worries. So like one thing feels wrong. It's like she will think of every possibility of how it could be worse. It could be like I the do. worst thing ever. I know. I'm the same. same I feel way. like it's almost like a, what do they call it? Um, a self, self-fulfilled prophecy. I think I'm going to, I'm going to convince myself into something. Into, <laughs> into having a stroke or something. Oh, great. Which would then give you a heart attack. <laughs> right. Be so stressed out. <laughs> like you were playing that game the other day and like all of a sudden you had high blood pressure, never had oh high my blood gosh. pressure in your life. You guys, I found this game. I was waiting. I was getting a COVID test. I'm negative, by the way. Uh, I was playing this game on my phone. I downloaded it. Don't download it. It's so stressful, but it's called 3D Match. They throw a bunch of toys. It like it looks like there's a bunch I of know toys. What you're that, talking you know about. what I'm talking yes. about? Huh? You have, to, have you played yeah. it? Oh my no, gosh! But I saw the ad for it and I was don't like, "Don't get it! No, don't get it! This looks bad." So I've always had, I've never had high blood blood pressure ever. Always low, if anything. And so I went in, and what's funny is that I had just been to the doctor the week before, and my blood pressure was the same as it always is. So I'm I'm in the waiting room. I just downloaded this game, and we were waiting forever. And you basically have a certain amount of time to match two toys, but they're in this giant pile. So you got to like go through and like find them and they're super teeny tiny and I'm going through and, and I'm every single time I'm like, so Oh my God. Oh my God. And Ruby's like laughing at me and I'm, and I'm, I sound like a, a crazy person because they're toys. So I'm like car, car, sheep, sheep, ball, ball, <laughs> car, car, sheep, sheep, ball, ball. <laughs> and so I get in there and she goes, Hey, we just take your blood pressure. And she does it. She goes, Oh, your blood pressure is high. And I went, what? <laughs> My blood pressure's high? Stress, man. Had, you gotta do- I've never had high blood pressure ever. And so, of course, then I'm thinking it's the game. Mm-hmm. You know, the game's giving me high blood pressure. So then I'm flying here. And the whole time, all I can think of is, oh, my God, I'm going to get on the airplane and I'm going to have a heart attack or because something because I have the- high blood pressure. <laughs> I'm not going to play the game on the plane. <laughs> I could die from playing the game on the plane. Plus, she's like, so she had to connect to get to St. George, and the the airplane that 
flies oh like my from gosh. salt lake city to st george like these tiny yeah. tiny planes like people call them like puddle jumpers mm-hmm. That's, and um you guys it's tiny it's really tiny and gina is not a good flyer no and already for her to like fly and by myself alone <laughs> is a lot. It's a lot and the first thing she says to me when she gets off the plane she goes you know when you you like you walk in and see a group of people and you think all right, so uh, these are the people I'm going to die with. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was her entering the, the plane to oh. fly from Salt Lake to St. George. Like, all right, well, I'm going to die. Ah, yeah, these are the people I'm going down this with. This is a all tiny right. plane. Maybe we should get cozy. Yeah, and then up in Salt Lake, you know, like uh, even here, you don't like walk down a runway or a, a runway or the well, terminal. No, you don't, What's you, it called? You don't go straight into the plane from like, the terminal. No, yeah, you don't go straight. The gateway you, 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 walk, it's like, mm-hmm. you have to walk, you don't walk out on the gateway. You walk outside. Yeah, I'm walking down this thing. walk up into like the plane. The yeah, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking and I'm thinking, I, they sent me to the parking lot. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I asked a guy walking the other direction. He had like a little name tag. And I said, is this, is this to the plane? I just see a bunch of shuttles outside. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, we're all getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone. I should have gone right, but I went left. Oh no! So yeah, I get it down there, and I'm thinking, oh my god, this is terrible. And flying into here is quite bumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the winter and the summer. I always gauge it by watching the stewardess. Mm-hmm. If they're still walking around in the plane, I think, okay, we're still okay. But fine. as soon as they go and sit down, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> And they don't like, you can just tell that they have like this fake smile, like everything's, everything's okay. fine. Everything's fine. They probably, yeah, we were talking about it earlier. We said they probably train them like that. Probably. Yeah. I think that I got our flights. I think we're on the same flight out on Wednesday. Thank God. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Cause I was about to jump in this man's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Colby's not a really great flyer either. No, no. He gets stressed. When we flew to, went to Austin, it was just like, it's okay. <laughs> You're just petting him. Yeah, it's okay. It was bumpy. It was I know. bumpy. I know. I kind of. I was sitting by enjoy, myself. I kind of enjoy flying. Like we don't. I talk as if we fly all the time. Uh, I do kind of enjoy the time I've little time I've spent on an airplane around this time because there's way less people and a lot of airlines. You got open seats next to you. Mm-hmm. I know that's true. You had, like full, you had a full I had, row I had on the full, way home I had from full, Austin. I had a full three seats. Or Dude, th- yeah, I have a photo, myself. On my fo- uh, photo on my phone of Gina oh, in her just... three <laughs> seats in a full tuck position, sleeping like a ball in a ball. I was so comfortable <laughs> on the awesome. seat. On the seat, it was yeah, it was great. You know what's annoying to me though? You know everybody talks about the plane clappers and all this other crap. Yeah, you know what annoys me? are and especially right now with covid you know they do this whole thing okay everybody wait you know you're supposed to go one row after the other one but you want to wait till you're six feet away wait till they get their bags and go our plane stops in with the tiny plane and like six people behind me stand up and just cram the cram the aisle Mm -hmm. and i just kept looking at this one woman she wouldn't look at me and i just kept looking at her like you bitch (laughs) And I thought I about like, pushing in front of her, but you should have. Uh, yeah. I hate when people do that. Yeah. It's like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting my turn. Just wait your turn. Yeah. That's like ridiculous. when you're getting your luggage and people like 
crowd right in front of it. And you're yeah. Like, hey, we're all going to get it at some point. Just yeah. Back away. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, the stand just back. Stop. Don't just stand up there. Yeah. Sit in your seat. Yeah. It's so annoying. Remember that one time you were pulling your bag out of the overhead and hit that and guy hit the in the back head? head. <laughs> <laughs> Not a light bag. No. Hit him hard. And oh, she's like, no. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, get the fuck out of here. like right on the top of his head. Yeah, just no. went, thunk. <laughs> and I just went, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> guy's going to kill me later. Or uh, the woman we saw on the plane that had her gloves on. She oh. was in like a turtleneck <laughs> pants. And then she had a hat on, but then she was wearing goggles oh, and no. a mask. There was a lady with goggles on the flight here. Oh, really? Yeah. Big old goggles. Big old goggles big and old. a mask. Well, yeah. Do what you got to do, you know? Hey. She felt and safe. then, not no, going to lie, we tried to follow around the airport to get a I tried to get, to get a, a picture. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get it, though. She no. took them off as soon as she... When no. She was the- no. Remember? She was in the bathroom. Yeah, and she didn't so have them she, on. No, she... Yeah, so she was in the bathroom, and she's trying to wash her hands with her gloves on. Oh, Yeah. So she's, so she's, she's gone to the bathroom. She's washing her hands with the gloves on. And so then, and, but because it's uh, like the automatic registering thing for the soap, it wouldn't register her hand. So we had to put our hand under Under it to get get the soap soap. on her glove. I was like, lady, you're killing me right now. But I I can understand. Maybe she was like high risk or something. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, high risk, like just don't travel. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, Hey, you're sick. I'll stay home. Right. <laughs> like all of a, like all of a sudden it's like, what? It's like if you, let's say we're talking about the flu. Like all of a sudden you get the flu, but you feel like you should still be able to just go out and about, <laughs> I know, you know? I know, and like go to school and risk getting people sick. Right. Like it's just, what you would do is your kid, your parents would be like, Hey, no, you guys, you're sick. You have a fever. Stay in bed. Yeah. Stay that's home. what you do. That's like the, that's a normal, that's a normal reaction for any sickness. Yeah. I mean, I got sick and what did I do? Sat on this couch actually. Well, the problem with kids though, we were just talking about this yesterday is that sometimes they'll say they're sick and they're not sick. Like so your that, daughter. Yes. <laughs> so that when they are sick, you don't believe them and you make them go. Oh yeah. So we were just talking about that. And your mom was saying how Cody. she felt so bad because she sent Cody to school and he, he was had appendicitis. Yeah, oh, yeah he ended up with appendicitis. Yeah. She kept telling him, "No, you're fine. You're just fine. Go. Shake it off." Yeah, yeah. yeah he fine. was he was calling her from school, and she's our like family doctor was just up the street, so she told him just like walk up there, and then they called her, and they were taking him in for for emergency, <laughs> emergency appendicitis, appendicitis surgery, appendectomy. <laughs> I had to stay the night in the hospital because I almost had to get my appendix out. And you when didn't I was, have to? I was young, no. Oh. They just watched it all night. So I was real. I was having so much pain. I was at dance. I was having so much pain. And I was so sick. And my mom ended up, you know, I went home and I was like in a lot of pain. So she took me to the emergency room. And I had, my appendix was swollen. And I also had kidney stones. And oh. they were like really small kidney stones. that They literally told me like, you'll probably never even pass them. What? Yeah, that's what they told me. And, but my well, appendix, no, they, my you appendix, would pass them. well, I don't know, but they you just, probably wouldn't feel them because they're so yeah, small. Yeah. They said that that shouldn't have, that wouldn't yeah. have been what was causing me pain. Huh. Um, they just like did a scan and could yeah. see everything in there. And so my appendix was swollen, but what they were going to do is maybe it wasn't like life, like it wasn't scary swollen. So they had, I had to stay there all night and they came in every hour and had to, uh, do a scan, like check it. Basically had to mm-hmm. check me every hour and they ended up not to take it out. Just a little scare. <laughs> just, just a little scare. <laughs> yeah. Just a little appendicitis scare. Yeah. 
Oh man, you know what I have to do? What? Poop? Have, have you had your no? <laughs> Straighten this leg. Oh. Yeah. Uh, have you had your uh, wisdom teeth out? Mm-hmm. I have not, but I have to get them out. Oh, good luck. Yeah, pretty excited. About I can't it. wait for the video after that. Yeah, I'm, yeah Gina's I'm gonna coming because we're gonna yes, vlog it. Yeah, it. we're gonna vlog so it. You can come too. Okay. Deal. We'll just all be in there. Sorry, Colby, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> now Sunny's coming for you, Colbs. Sunny's so like sniper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming and chatting. Yes. We'll definitely. do. We'll do more. Yeah. Um. So when do, when do you make your final decision? Oh yeah. Just whenever. Um. Yeah. My breast surgeon that I met with last summer kind of just left it in my court and said, call me whenever you're ready and yeah. we can start the process. And yeah, it's kind of big, huge decision, but yeah. I'm, it's been five years in the making. So yeah. I'm, I'm probably ready for it now. Um, especially after finding out that I can have some normalcy after. Right. Um, so yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming and talking about it because I know it's, it's kind of a difficult thing to talk about and Definitely. it's been a yeah, struggle. I really appreciate the fact that it's like, the it's first brave time of you to come out and talk about it really are talking about it and you did it with us on our podcast oh, yes. <laughs> we appreciate you yeah well um thanks for listening yeah, yeah thanks thank for listening you. and watching and remember to rate review subscribe five star rating five, five star, star warning. warning and we'll talk to you guys next week yeah. oh wait oh wait, oh, wait. Never, never mind <laughs> and oh we're my back. god i'm such an asshole well okay. not really i mean that's an extreme but also kind of sometimes. Uh, you, where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to find me. Yeah, they yeah. do. Oh. Like on Instagram? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you really don't want to share where they could find you, no. I can just give them your name. And if they go through it's the trouble at, of finding you, then... It's just at Sunny Hutton. At Sunny Hutton. <laughs> yeah, and you guys also join the Naked Training Program. Duh. Seriously. I mean, they're so, they're so they're like, why? Well, you know, it is the best program that you could join for many reasons. We have some of the best coaches working on it, programmers. We have an incredible team. We are working on lots of really great changes that are going to give you more for less. And that's what we're super excited about. And you can join under conventional or functional. So no matter where you train, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning about having a place where you you know, depending on your limit, like limitations and at home. I'm like just completely skipping over the fact that we just, we just launched the at home program right before quarantine. But yeah, there is something for everybody. And you have, you definitely have to like, you have to want to work hard. You know, you definitely, if you want to see results and you want to enjoy the program, just be willing to work hard. But that doesn't mean that you have to be the best or the strongest or super skilled. Like that's not what it's for at all. You just need to be committed to being consistent and to train. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Join guys. All right. Now. Oh, wait, I, I did actually want to ask something. Though. Oh, okay. Sunny, do you have any, are there resources that you know of if there is somebody going through this that they could that they could look up or any websites or any. Yes. Um, there are, there's like online forums and support groups and things like that. Um, and you can just Google search. Yeah. Braca, um, and everything will kind of pop up. Um, there's so many more now than when I first found out about this. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember searching and searching and trying to find somebody that was active and like, 
did they get through this and like are they still working out and all that stuff so um I don't know off the top of my head because it's been yeah I know so I kind of put you on the spot no, I just so didn't know if yeah but that that's good enough information well it's good to information. know information yeah it's good to know that like you said even you just like looking up something quick before there is more like it's oh, easier it's now. easier yeah. to find mm-hmm. it than when you were yeah like first basically ago. being confronted with this life-changing thing and searching and not being able to find anything that'd be terrifying yes you're looking at me like i'm supposed to say something. no i actually was gonna say do you have anything else to say no i do not churros churros <laughs> churros oh <my> gosh. <laughs> that is from brooks last yeah YouTube. you guys watch my most recent vlog the last vlog because from the austin trip it was i think it was drunk the whole trip we <laughs> you definitely more. were because you couldn't <laughs> oh and if you guys if you're watching this and or listening and you also follow me and subscribe to my youtube channel my youtube channel and you've been wondering like where's gina <laughs> like in our austin vlogs like where is she like how come you're leaving her out <laughs> you're never um, leave me out first of all never <laughs> i would take her everywhere if i could and the only reason we've talked about this, the only reason she wasn't on the boat is because she can't because she has mal, uh, mal day debarkment syndrome. syndrome. That's yeah. it. That's it. Or she yeah. would be on that boat with me. Yes. Okay. So like and subscribe. Watch. <laughs> uh, drop a comment. Also, thanks for watching or listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm rambling. And that's it. And that's it. You guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right. And Bye. good night. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.